Hello and welcome to episode 57 of El Vanilo, the podcast that looks at the greatest albums of all time and compares them to music today. My name is Matt and with me, the universe has made many wonders. Thank you, God. It's Adam and Grace. <laughs> Oh, come on. That was a, come nice on. One, a nice one this week. I appreciate that. That was stunning. Thank you. That's how I want to be introduced all the Every time. Every time. <laughs> Getting that on my gravestone. <laughs> as long as you put me at the bottom as the person who quoted it, not John Coltrane. <laughs> yes, yeah, the one. That's what I'd like. Oh, Grace, how are you? I'm good, you know. I'm good. Good stuff. Fresh off, fresh off a full belly. So I'm feeling good. Mm. Ready for... Ready for a great pod? Right. What have you eaten, Grace? Uh, roast dinner, of course. Can we do a new segment then, Grace? Give us a roast rundown. Do, 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 do. Roast rundown. Do, do, do. Roast rundown. <laughs> um, that's this that's was, why you don't do the jingle. This was stripped back roast this week. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. It's acapella. Uh, it was a stripped back roast this week. Chicken roast, the only kind of roast. An acoustic um, roast. Back. Mm. I'm writing that, writing that down. Strip back roast. An acoustic cover. Back, yeah. <laughs> roast unplugged. <laughs> Live lounge. When we start our Carvery Club podcast, right, we need to remember yep. all of these. Oh, oh. Love the Carvery. Hello, you. Carvery Club podcast. Uh, no, you know, it's just your average, you know, chicken, mm. some roasties, mm-hmm. some broccoli, mm-hmm. some sweet corn. That Matt thinks doesn't belong it on the roast. It does. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, corn on the cob does not belong on the roast. Yes, but I corn agree. off the cob, mm-hmm. totally applicable for a roast setting. Sweet corn totally. is a no-go area. Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> Why, Matthew? Because once I had sweet corn, and the fact that it didn't digest at all meant that as it came out, I bled severely. <laughs> Absolutely, but like, so did you cook badly. the sweet corn? I'm like, this story always gets it, me. Like, how sharp it came was out like corn. bullets. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely raging, <laughs> tearing everything in its path, oh, bullet holes dear. everywhere, diamonds encrusted sweet corn. No, no encrusted poo. Sharp, honestly, <laughs> very painful. It's I'll tell you now. It took me months to not see blood. Whoa. Oh, so, mate, what? Yeah. Oh, you should I think you should have gone to the doctors. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's sweet Needed corn. stitches. I didn't really. I think... <laughs> <laughs> Anal tearage. You know what I mean? Oh, just Jesus. Absolutely. Mate. mate. Just, to, just to bring us back onto the topic of Back to the Roast rundown. Tell us about uh, the gravy. Grace, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I finished the roast. Well, do, first of all, do <laughs> tell us about the gravy. You've missed that gravy out. Tell us about the gravy. Oh, it was onion gravy, absolutely. The Solid. best kind of gravy. Solid choice. Solid choice. Absolutely. Um, second question I have. <laughs> and this may sound like a loaded question, but there's no shame with this. Mm. I just want an honest answer because I'm intrigued. The shame's coming are later. You doing, are you doing, yeah, the shame. <laughs> are you doing homemade roasties or are these Aunt Bessie's out the packet? Oh, Always homemade. Oh Aunt Bessie, who are you? Wow. Stay away from this house. Notice how I Bessie. said no shame and she's came, she came with the shame. <laughs> Fair enough. No Aunt, Be- no Aunt Bessie Always this homemade. one. But, you know, homemade by Sam. Oh. Wonderful. So. Well done. Sam. Well done, that man. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> the most romantic thing you could say about your husband is 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> well, I had to stand there guiding him the whole time. 
Is that true? So, but he's learning. He's learning. Grace, you are not helping yourself here. You know no, that right. Sam will listen learn. to this. We've we've all got to start from somewhere. He, he wanted the guidance. You know, love comes from a helping hand. No, wait. I didn't always know how to make potatoes. Someone had to tell me. You made the potatoes yourself. Crazy. Circle of life. (laughs) Grew them in the garden. (laughs) Amazing. Wonderful. Adam, what did you have for tea? Um, I had, uh, I like it when we talk about food. Um, (laughs) Mine wasn't, uh, mine wasn't fancy. Uh, Mine was was from a packet. Um, There is a shop here in Britain, in the UK, in England, that that specializes in frozen Mm. food. Uh, It's called Iceland. Um, wonderful place. Mums like to go there, clearly. And uh, Iceland. Peter Andre. Do a variety. Peter Andre loves to go there. Carrie Katona back in the day before she was uh, mm. probably racist or drunk or something. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so they do They do a lot of frozen food, like frozen kind of ready meal type things. But like good nutrition ones. So I had a, a Cajun pasta. Um, now I, I want to apologize specifically to the to the, the Cajun listeners. The Cajun community. <laughs> the Cajun community and the Alvanilo listeners who live in Louisiana <laughs> and New Orleans. <laughs> Not this again. Where Cajun food really comes from because this probably is about as Cajun as me. Um, yeah. As Cajun as me. As Cajun as me. But um, yeah, it's just like a slightly, not even spicy, just a slightly warm pasta with some chicken and sweet corn and stuff like and that. Kick. Couldn't tell you what the spices are that are in it. Um, it's probably not spices, it's just flavour. Um, but it was good. So I, I had that. Five spice. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had that. And it was, you know what, perfectly agreeable. <laughs> Amazing. It had lots of sweet corn in, but I, I chew my food, so it, it's not going to be a problem wow. for me, Matt. You wouldn't um, have a bleeding bum for a month. Whereas you apparently just swallow and inhale corn. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to go there. Raw corn. I, I avoid Raw sweet corn now. Jagged corn. I, I tell you that, guys. I was mentally <clears throat> and physically scarred from that. Mentally, I feel. I feel there's healing here, though, Matt. I think you need to. A lot of Remember, theme. you didn't like popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> pseudocram to the rescue. Shout out Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, I said there wasn't. You said, Adam, there wasn't any shame here on the podcast. No shame. However, I have to tell you, that's that's not the case, because um, the podcast is actually a day late, isn't it? Oh wow! And so you know, we always call out Grace. I mean, any occasion really, Absolutely. just calling out Grace. <laughs> any any chance? Any excuse? So I, I thought Saturday morning. Let's call out Grace. <laughs> to the calendar. It's not Elvinilo record. It's call out Grace. Um, but you know. If you're listening to this a year down the line, it doesn't really matter. But if you're listening to this on a Tuesday, the 11th of May, will you not? Because that's a normal day it's out. But it's coming out a day late. And Adam, unfortunately, that's your fault. It it is. Because it's not, but it is. (laughs) Why, Adam? Why? Um, Guys, I chose to spend some lovely time with my. My beloved, my girlfriend. Um, How rude. Mates before dates. Where's, where's the crime? I don't see it. Mates before I, It was a crime date. of passion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a crime of love. No. Um, <laughs> I, I, I had neglected to tell um, yourself, Matt. You had neglected um, your friends. And, and you, Grace. To, I'd neglected <laughs> to, to remind you or to tell you that I was going on holiday. That's it. Um, 
But yeah, I, I spent a lovely, relaxed, long weekend <laughs> in Wales. What more could you so, ask for? What more could you ask for? Did you have a good time, Adam? That, that's what I was actually getting I, I, to, not share with you. All right, okay. <laughs> sure, sure. Where did you go? Um, <laughs> so we went to went to Wales and we went to a little island, quite a big island, I think, off the coast of Wales called Anglesey. Um, I say off the coast, it's connected by many bridges. It's not really off the coast, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, so I went to Anglesey. Um, which for all the Beatles fans, Anglesey yeah. is right by Bangor, which is where the Beatles met up with uh, Maharashi Yoga fella um, and learned that Brian Epstein <laughs> That's attacked. the best fella Sam. we've had from Adam. Maharashi Yoga fella. <laughs> they met in Bangor. Yeah, it was in Bangor. No idea why. What was he doing in Bangor? Uh, some, uh, well, meditating. <laughs> he was doing a seminar. In Bangor. Listening to Harry Krishna was what he was doing. Do you listen to Harry Krishna? Do you practice Harry Krishna? No idea. But he was um, he was there, and that's when. But yeah, anyway, I was um, I was in Wales in a little in a little converted piggery, which is a great great word. Piggery. Piggery. There's an old pig pen. Wow. Were there some little pigs? There was lots of pig paraphernalia. Pig paraphernalia. Just like a, a, the odd ceramic pig here and there. Um, I hate stuff like that. You know, to accentuate so the history of the building. And there was also a wood-fired hot tub, which we did not get to use, sadly. Why? Because it was 45 mile an hour winds. <laughs> so, mm. heavens to Betsy, it's being blown. <laughs> six you only feel summer. that on your head. The rest of your body would be in bliss. But yeah, but when, when, all, just... when all the water's getting flung about and also the fire <laughs> won't stay lit because there's Hurricane that's Betsy true. coming down your gullet. You <laughs> know what I mean? It's not... Sad. Oh, that's sad. You have to go back. Nah. But we, oh. we go. we've we kind of... So we've done Wales two years on the bounce and nothing against the Welsh. Nothing against Wales. Beautiful country. Absolutely stunning. Um, But south of France next time or something, something like that. you got the T-shirt now. Got the T-shirt. Oh, wow. Oh wow! Let's, Absolutely international. Oh, we're going. We're going, Mister Worldwide. Pitbulls on the next. Mister Worldwide. Mister Worldwide. God bless that one. But yeah, I mean, that technically, was... Anglesey is international. Not really. It's about as international as. If you don't need your passport, um, yeah. Just not not great. Not great. Not not terrible. Beautiful, beautiful scenery. Mm. Beautiful scenery. Can't always rely on the no, weather, can the... you? But when it's good, it's good. No. Yeah. But if you want to check out my photos, <laughs> so mm. stuff, you can check them out on my Instagram. Just you know, give them a like. Fine. Brilliant. Some some say they're very Annie Leibovitz-esque. I wouldn't say that. Wow. But uh, wow. uh, well, that's the only photographer. Who the I'm real Mr. Worldwide right there. <laughs> and then just one more bit of admin before we get going mm. is this week we are looking at a love supreme by john coltrane and we are also looking at jesse by uh jacob collier and um grace put in our group chat that she knows <laughs> a jacob collier and i thought well this yeah. is brilliant podcast um material right here <laughs> so grace Tell us all about Jacob Collier. I mean, there really is, I mean, there isn't a story behind it at all. I went to school um, with someone who was called Jacob Collier. 
That's his story. Maybe this is him. I've looked at his face and I don't think it is him. Haven't the seen end. him since I was about 12 years old. Considering but... the fact that he was, you know, born and raised in London. I'm not convinced mm. it's the same one, but you never know. Miracles do happen. London, Wallacey. Was he going like, <laughs> two diff. plus two same is diff. four? Like that. <laughs> With that voice. Um, so yeah, it just really threw me when you when we were talking about it on the last podcast, saying we were going to be listening to Jacob Collier. When you were talking about it in the group chat, it's just really been getting to me. <laughs> really been getting to me. You're trying to drag out this story right here. A guy in new school, end of. Really been getting to me. That's it. I mean, you made me tell the story, but sorry, so sorry. That's it. Well, there you go. That's well, it. I'm glad we waited a week and a half to hear that story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you brought it up. Absolutely. <sighs> Excellent. So we're going to look at a bit of history for the John Coltrane album, but um, put it in context, Adam. What year are we at? Will do. And what are we looking at today? So there was a bit of confusion between me and yourself, Matt, because this album uh, was recorded in December of 64 and then potentially not released until 65, but on Apple Music it was saying 64. So I've gone with 64 cool. for the year we're going to look at. Um, but did much else happen in 65? Pro- probably did, but <laughs> we'll look at 64. You're deciding you picked the better year, even though you've only looked at one. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but hey, 64 was a jam-packed year. Jam-packed. Uh, we're going to kick things off with a little bit of commission reporting. Mm, beautiful. <laughs> I can tell you're excited. Calm down. This so, sounds as exciting as Grace's Co- story about Jacob Collier. So. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. (laughs) You asked for the story. But I will keep mine shorter. The catalyst Um, over there. Basically, (laughs) catalyst, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Catalytic converter over here. Anyway, (laughs) the the Warren Commission report um, on the assassination of JFK concluded that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. So the year before, uh, John F. Kennedy the president of America at the time, uh, was assassinated in 1963 whilst visiting Dallas, Texas. Um, And there was an arrest made shortly after this fellow called Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, And then as he was being escorted away, um, or or escorted to trial, I can't quite remember, um, a gunman gunned him down as well. Did he really? Which is quite quite incredible. Yeah, yeah. So um, Lyndon Biden Johnson, or LBJ, as he's informally known, um, who was the vice president at the time of JFK's assassination, who was sworn in, I think, on Air Force One. I could be wrong. Um, But there's a picture, really interesting picture, of uh, LBJ getting sworn in and um, Mrs. Kennedy, Jackie Jackie Kennedy, the wife of... She was in the car with uh, JFK when he he gets shot. Um, She's standing there in her bloodied clothes, like almost crying, watching... Um, LBJ gets sworn in. It's a, it's a mad picture if you can have a look at it. Um, but yeah, the LBJ commissions this report to find out what happened. You know, did Lee Harvey Oswald act alone? Was there a conspiracy with like a second gunman? All these things. And it finds that no, uh, Harvey Oswald did it himself just on his own. And the person who shot him also acted on his own. Um, however, for those who love a good conspiracy theory, there are many conspiracy theories about there was a second shot from a grassy knoll, there was someone in a library, there was all this kind of stuff going on. It's quite interesting. What do you think, Alan? Um, 
Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're a sucker for a conspiracy theory. I am. I am. No, I don't take them too seriously. Good. But some of them I do. But um, like there are some that <laughs> are just the stupid. Um, but there are ones that are just a bit of fun. Um, so one I kind of think or made up in my mind is um, so JFK <laughs> was a big fan and support fan, a big supporter of um, civil rights, um, and he did many things with um obviously the uh black community to further civil rights as best he could he could have probably done more but yeah he helped them he also um even though the cuban missile crisis happened a few years earlier which nearly saw the world uh, explode with nuclear weapons i think he did he was starting to kind of cool relations with the with the soviet union so what i think happened is because he's doing all these things that are quite progressive and quite you know Let's bring peace about. Um, certain people, uh, the famous John Lennon song, don't like that. Let's bring peace you know what about. I mean? Yeah, <laughs> let's bring peace about. Come on, lads. Um, so I reckon some certain people didn't like this, and um, because it was in their best interest, their agenda to keep unrest happening, um, both internationally and within the US, and they were like, "Hey, let's just kill him. Why not?" So they uh, they shot him, and then framed it on this Harvey Oswald fella. Or they got him to shoot him and then just hung him out to dry. Because so, that's what I reckon they did with... Uh, so Martin Luther King Jr., also assassinated. There are letters from the FBI saying it would be better for him to end his own life. Um, and then all of a sudden he's assassinated. Bit convenient. And then John Lennon is another one. Bringing about peace and love. Being very belligerent about bringing about peace. Saying, yeah, let's, let's be peaceful, let's be peaceful. I reckon he was starting to get results. Uh, certain people in the US didn't like that. They couldn't get him deported because he fought against that and kept winning. So they just shot him. And that's my take on it. Probably the same with, if you go a bit further back, Abraham Lincoln wanting to free the slaves. Can't have that. See, even though he had slaves, but that's a whole dicey thing. Yeah. A dicey thing. And, uh, and so they shot him. There you go. Crazy, isn't it? I love a conspiracy theory. A lot of them reveal, revolve around the assassination <laughs> Of political figures, <laughs> but hey, it is what it Send is. Send us your emails, elvanilopodcast at gmail.com. What do you think? <laughs> want to hear them. Yeah. What's your favorite conspiracy theory? Come on. My favorite is that Adam Absolutely is a lizard. That's why. <laughs> that's why I. Uh, that's why I couldn't do the podcast really over the weekend. I was metamorphosizing. <laughs> but I, uh, I had to go into my my alien hive. Amazing. But now I'm back. Anyway, anyway, um, moving on to more things that happened in 64. We got off onto a, a tangent there, big detail. Mm. Um, we talked about already, so let's carry on. The Civil Rights Act was signed into law after years and years of campaign. Uh, the Civil Rights Act was signed, um, which made it illegal to discriminate against someone based on their race, their religion, their sex, their national origin, or the colour of their skin. And it also made segregation in public places illegal, enforced desegregation of schools, and addressed unfair and unequal access to voting and voter registration. Um, don't get me wrong, there's still a long way to go in the fight for equality and justice. But this was a landmark case. It, it dissolved a lot of the Jim Crow laws that were uh, about in the US um, um, that had been around since the Civil War days um, and, and, you know, around that time. So it was quite mad. So this uh, 
this amazing piece of legislation um, gave rights, basic human rights, to a lot of humans, uh, which is incredible. But still, more to be done. Um, and then the one of the, the driving forces behind the Civil Rights Movement um, and the Civil Rights Act getting put through, Dr. Martin Luther King. Junior? Is there a junior there? I don't know. Martin Luther King Jr., there is, yeah. Um, he received the Nobel Peace Prize. I think he was 34, I want to say. Um, he's one of the youngest people ever, or certainly one of the youngest at the time, to ever receive the Nobel Peace Prize um, for his tireless work and campaign in ensuring civil rights um, for people of his community. Um, incredible man um, who, yeah, was born the same year as Anne Frank, which is something that everyone likes to talk uh, about yeah they were the same age but uh, obviously Anne Frank died a lot earlier than him but yeah um do you want to go on to some music history would love to on some music still centered around America because the website you seems to just center around America but hey it's where <laughs> most things happened it seems so the Beatles are released in America they have an album uh, their first album out so they have different releases in America um, so over here in the UK, it was Please Please Me, um, which, you know, had, I saw her standing there, Anna go to him, Chains, Boys, all these ones. Um, and over there, it was called Introducing dot, 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 the Beatles. Um, it was released on a, um, record, by a record company called VJ Records, that record label. Um, there was a few, um, I didn't look into it too deep, but a few like copyright laws and a few issues they had so there's about three different versions of introducing the beatles um that were released because vj records had such a difficult time um releasing it but they got it out there um and it's a little bit different it's got a few different songs on it and um, then please please me um but yeah 64 the beatles go to america essentially i'm not into that whole beatles american albums thing mm. not a fan it's uh it's interesting. They seem to... I remember I was listening to um, Ranking the Beatles, our friends Ranking the Beatles, and they were talking about... What episode was it? It was one of those songs from from Help, I think. And they were talking about the US release of Help and how it's got a lot of the soundtrack on it. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Instead yeah. of just songs. And I find that it, it is really interesting, the kind of different releases that they had over there and the, and the reasons for it, you know, commercial reasons and licensing reasons and all that and um, it's really they also threw loads of reverb on top of the mix right so not like individual channels just the whole thing just like heavy reverb on the whole thing and it sounds bad it sounds absolutely whack <laughs> and i won't have any american coming on here and tell me any difference because it, it they just sound <laughs> bad but i mean that's quite a geeky thing to be into or to listen for but honestly they there is something Mm. so clean and so good about those originals and i know grace doesn't like the way they recorded so you know we'll we'll move on from that one quick but um (laughs) but yeah i just um maybe it's the american versions that i've heard maybe that's why maybe maybe that's where you've gone wrong oh hello but yeah you can't beat the george martin original that's it mixing and that kind of that's the one um onto some uk news Sort of. Uh, three countries sort of. gained independence from the United Kingdom in this year. Those countries were Tanzania, Malawi, and Malta. Good. 
all three of them gained independence from the tyrannical British Empire. Anyway, um, from here, from the UK. Uh, I've been to Malta, can tell you, very nice. Uh, very windy, but very, very nice uh, area. Um, I think they still drive on the same side of the road as us. Um, <clears throat> I think it's got some of those remnants of colonialization. Um, but yeah, stood in the caves where St. Paul stood because he was shipwrecked um, on Malta. Um, so there's a load of caves. There's a, It was also a stronghold of the Knights Templar. Um, so there's quite a few... Um, references to them in all their churches. Beautiful. They filmed some, um, I think they filmed some Game of Thrones there as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Well, they certainly could have done if they wanted to. <laughs> so, yeah. Go back. As for Tanzania and Malawi, I've never been. I hear they're lovely. I'm sure they are. Grace, did you visit either of them? You didn't, did you, when you went to them? I did not. Okay, no. just to check. Um, but if you've ever been to Tanzania or Malawi, let us know what it's like. Or Malta. Let, let us know. Your experience is there? Good? Bad? Would you recommend it? Brilliant. Airbnb? Who knows? Um, the first Ford Mustang, going to car news, first Ford Mustang was built. Um, legendary car. I think we can all agree with that. Uh, in the UK, the death penalty was abolished. No more. Um, we mostly did hangings in this country, didn't we? Um, yeah, I think so. And yeah, that stopped in, in 64. I don't think we had... I don't think the lethal injection was really a thing, and we definitely didn't do the electric chair. I don't there think there were still hangings in '64. Yes, yes, there was. Um, I don't know whether what? this is true, but my one of my teachers said that it was her window cleaner that got. <laughs> I, don't I don't know whether that's true, but dirty windows, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> dirty windows. She's dirty she's windows. the real victim. I'll tell you what, Absolutely. who's going to clean her windows now? Good job. Absolutely. It was abolished. I tell you what. <laughs> but yeah so we we don't do that over here now uh yeah across the whole country it's not a thing it's not like um, that is mad that feels so recent even though it's not but it just feels recent yeah um right um next still in the uk still in the uk one of my favorite things which i actually touched on in my dissertation um was the fighting that was breaking out between two certain groups in the uk and those groups weren't political groups they weren't uh, different nationalities no no it was two groups of people it was fights between the mods and the rockers Oh, mods and rockers were going at it <laughs> along beaches all along the south coast it started around margate or something and went to the brighton and uh yeah and, and mods and rockers were having it out they didn't like each other and um, they were both very new um kind of classes within society not classes but um <clears throat> you know cultures that's the one different subcultures that had emerged and um, the mods obviously the who uh rolling stones well, Rolling Stones might be rockers, but and then rockers obviously um, being like uh, the Beatles and you know Elvis and, and all them. Um, really interesting if you ever look into it. There was this group of lads uh, known as Teddy Boys. I believe they were mods, and they had the kind of puffy hair and the kind of leather jackets and the boots and that. And really interesting, and they just hated each other. It's Purely, interesting because the Beatles kind of did both. They did the Teddy Boy thing. Mm. They did the rocker thing. When Paul McCartney yeah. was asked, he said he was a mocker, didn't he? Yeah. Classic. classic I love, yeah, that's a, a clip from uh, from Help. Yeah. Oh, no, Hard Day's Night, isn't it? Yeah. Are you a mod or a rocker? I'm a mocker. Um, 
yeah, so brilliant. Um, I asked my mum last time we've spoken about mods before, and I can't remember why. Mm. There must have been an episode where it was necessary. And I, whilst we were recording, I messaged my mum and said, "Were you a mod?" And she really got offended that I was saying that she was that old. Apparently, she's not that old. Oh. <laughs> anyway, but no, apparently, she was a hairy. She was a what? A hairy. Your mum is dead hairy. <laughs> That's like something so she said, they said, I was technically known as a hairy. That's what you'd Frog see graffiti on a, on a bathroom With door. long hair. Oh, oh, okay. Was she quite into like Fleetwood Mac and all that? I, I mean, I don't feel like I've ever heard her talk about Flea Mac. Flea Mac. Flea Mac. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac. Um, she was obsessed with Elvis. Who wasn't? I mean, you know. Who wouldn't be? But you know, but also bikes and all that, you know. Gotcha. Well, there you go. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> that sounded so insincere. It genuinely is interesting. Sorry. It's interesting, Adam, because no, you said leave. it's interesting, but I didn't find it interesting. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess some people would call that interesting. Because I didn't know you were just doing <laughs> bad stories the whole time. Do you know what I mean? Oh God! No, I didn't mean that. It really, it really is interesting. There's no, there's no way to redeem this. I'm going to move on, if that's okay, Grace. Don't mute yourself. Wow. Grace, listen, turned she camera. has turned off, turned off her camera and audio, um, which, which is, is fine. It means we can carry on. Which is good for the Zoom call, isn't it? I mean, not a Zoom call, a podcast. Turning your, turning your camera off. Anyway, I have one more bit. One more bit of um. Yeah, sorry, Grace. But yeah, one more bit of uh, a, <clears throat> one more bit of of trivia, and then we'll go on to who was born. So, in 1964, Nelson Mandela was jailed after campaigning against apartheid. And I think it's quite interesting. While in the US, they were kind of starting to make the journey towards equality. In the in South Africa, they were like, nah, nah, you 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 go to jail because you're trying to make it an equal society. No. And uh, yeah, he stayed in jail up until the 80s uh, where they obviously did the Free Nelson Mandela song, one of the catchiest songs I think I've ever heard. Um, brilliant. Free, free Nelson Mandela. Uh, would you like to know who was born this year? Would love to. I was not born okay. this year. Thank you both. I literally was holding myself <laughs> back from saying that. I was like, he's going to be he's gonna be human. Incredible. <laughs> I'd say I didn't even, I wasn't going to. Now, this list surprises me because of these three gentlemen that I have, one of them I thought was much older than older. these. I thought I thought two of them were younger than oh, they are. Once and, again, and, not yeah. me. Sam. <laughs> so the first, I'm going to go with it, it Russell Crowe, Gladiator, you know, uh, Javert in, in Les Mis. But yeah, sixty four seems. See, how old would that make? Round about, round about, okay. Yeah. So just picture Russell Crowe, lovely Australian man in your head. Picture him, big beard now. Good eye. Yeah, got him pictured. Is that because that's still not even sixty yet? Is it not? In sixty four. No, no. gotta be close. It's 50, 50, 50, 50 and a bit. It's like fifty like eight, isn't it? <laughs> Now, 56? No. 50, oh, okay. 50 Anyway, anyway, just picture Russell Crowe in your mind. He's been around right, for a long picture, time. Picture yeah. him. Yeah. Also born this year, Keanu Reeves. Whoa. What? Ex exactly. Hey, we all know that you he's a time Keanu traveler Reeves. there. He's a beautiful, beautiful, young-looking man. But uh, And also, 
I uh, I showed Libby Point Break uh, the other the other week, which is by hands down one of my favorite films. Um, if you've never watched Point Break, it's Keanu Reeves being an FBI agent and just he's called Johnny Utah, which tells you all <laughs> you need to know. Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah. Gary Busey's in it. Um, Patrick Swayze's in it. Uh, John C. Riley, who's the fellow who plays Doctor Cox. It's not John C. Riley, is it? John John C. McGinley. Yeah. yeah. Doctor Cox is in it anyway. It's brilliant. Watch it. So anyway, so Russell Crowe, Keanu Reeves, and Lenny Kravitz. Oh, Lenny Kravitz. Mad people. You're just. Who, who is what? the third really one? Have? Then Adam. Sorry. Lenny Kravitz. Ah. Are you gonna go of my way? Fly away fame. Are you going to go my way? And also wears massive scarves. And also had an accident where his pants split on stage at the front. Anyone seen that? Wears massive no. scarves. But he does have a massive, massive penis, apparently. Well, we found out when we watched that video. Sorry, what? Apparently so. He has these tight leather pants on, and he's playing guitar, and he like moves too quick. His pants split at the front, and like literally it just flops out. Not even messing. Why does he look like the face that the weekend just tried to get? <laughs> wow. Yeah, does a bit. But he's natural. You know what I mean? He's just naturally that handsome. I think Lenny Kravitz is a good looking fella. Um, his his wife or ex wife, Lisa Bonet, Bonet, is uh, now married to Jason Momoa, Aquaman. Wow. So that's that's fun. Um, anyway, that's my knowledge. Knowledge. That's my uh, information about 1964. That's my knowledge. (laughs) Yeehaw. Yeah. Um, So enjoy that. (laughs) (laughs) Everything I say is sounding really sarcastic today, everyone. I'm really. I don't know. Being so off the cuff today. I am so sorry. Enjoy that. (laughs) Is that take it? I want to be back in Wales. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it is. Brilliant. Want to know some albums that came out? We've talked about some of them already. Yes, please. Hard Day is Nice. Amazing. Live at the Star Club, Hamburg, Jerry Lee Lewis. One of my favorite albums. Really good. St. Louis to Liverpool, Chuck Berry. Very good as well. The Times, They Are a Changing, Bob Dylan. Brilliant album. We talked about that album, I think. Uh, Beatles for Sale. One of my favorite Beatles albums. Two albums in one one year? Yeah, they brought out like two a year. Absolutely mad. Two, two brilliant albums yeah. as well, needs to be said. Another side of Bob Dylan, he released two as well. Uh, the Rolling Stones, England's newest hit makers. Not true, but okay, the Rolling Stones. <laughs> Ain't That Good News, Sam Cooke. Some, good, some big albums, there's more. Big albums. Big, uh, big. Five Live Yardbirds, by the Yardbirds. Yep. Loads of stuff. It's not even worth, it's not even worth carrying on for them. Go, go and just we could just do a a podcast on this year I think it'd be amazing we certainly could the kinks yeah. you really got me brilliant brilliant the animals brilliant. yeah where did our love go the Supremes the Ronettes <laughs> had an album everybody who's anybody the Supremes the Ronettes come on oh my names come on incredible so good so there we go that's the kind of year that we're talking about here but um, but we're not talking about them we're talking about a love supreme nice. uh, by John Coltrane. So why don't we take a break and then mm. we will talk about that album. Brilliant. Well, welcome back. 
I Love Supreme is an album by American jazz saxophonist John Coltrane. Ooh. And he records it in one session. Guys, one take. Maybe not one take, but one. one sesh. Just Fair one play. pass. Bam. Here's an album. Come on. Uh, wow. In 1964, in Van Gelder's studio in Englewood Cliffs, New Jersey, um, with his quartet featuring pianist McCoy uh, Tyner. What a name. McCoy Tyner. That's a good uh, mm. name, isn't it? Uh, bassist Jimmy Garrison and drummer Elvin Jones. Have we all heard of Elvin Jones? He's quite a famous jazz mm. drummer. I hadn't. The jazz expert, of course, has, you know. Gets around. Yeah. <laughs> Met him a few times, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Had a few whiskeys. In the jazz clubs. <laughs> uh, and so I Love Supreme was released because uh, it was recorded in December, as Adam said, it was released uh, in the next months, which was uh, in 1965 by Impulse Records in this January. And it is one of, if not the best-selling uh, Coltrane album and his most critically acclaimed and it is considered his masterpiece as one as well as one of the greatest albums of all time which is why we're talking about it and in 1957 so a few years before this Coltrane had a religious experience that may have helped him overcome heroin addiction and alcoholism and that he, he had struggled with since 1948 and in the liner notes of a love supreme uh coltrane states that in 1957 he exper he had experienced by the grace of god a spiritual awakening which was to lead him into a richer fuller and more productive life hallelujah john 10 10 come on, come on. life in Breaking abundance change. come on, come on. <laughs> preach preach uh uh, and at the time, in gratitude, he humbly asked, uh, you know, if he could, like, get off these drugs and get back into music, that he would do anything for God. And so the line of notes appear to mention, like, God in a universalist sense. So, like, all paths lead to one God. And he says to be, like, an advocate of all religions. Um, and he says, like, I believe, he declared in 1965, I believe in all religions. Um, I Love Supreme is like through compose, a through composed suite uh, in four parts, which is acknowledgement, resolution, pursuance, uh, and psalm. And there's actually like a poem that goes on through um, the liner notes as well, which I was going to read out, but <laughs> it sounded stupid when I read it out. <laughs> Come on. Lay the jazz no, I don't even have it, so... Um... Oh, yeah, where's the jazz bed? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we were going to do the whole thing under a jazz bed, weren't we? Well, <laughs> there we go. We might we might experience <laughs> the jazz bed a little bit later, so, you know. But um, I don't want to give anything away, you know. Uh, but, yeah, so... Uh, this album begins with a big a bang of a gong, a tam-tam. Um, and bang of a gong. it's amazing because like it has this gong and it like starts in the key of E, like E minor, and then swiftly moves to F minor, which is, is really weird. Honestly, it's like, it's really cool. And um, I, I'm going to just play this little bit of, so I played, I did a little piano thing again, right? And, um, nice. <laughs> I promise you this one isn't that good but um, this um, phrase I love supreme comes up a few times through the album and it doesn't come up through like uh, I don't know how to, best to explain it really but it's not like um, 
it's not always like words or lyrics sometimes it's the melody and so i'm gonna play like the the key that it's in f minor and then this kind of phrase that repeats over and over again so this is what it sounds like so there's your key f minor So you can kind of like say the words over it. So like, I love Supreme. What? <laughs> I love Supreme. And it's kind of like with that melody. And so that kind of like, that's the bass that plays that. Just a quick shot. Because uh, no one needs to hear me play the same four notes over and over again. Um, but it kind of does that over and over. And you can hear that through the, the four passes. And it kind of comes back and goes again. And, and you know... I will talk about this album in a bit more detail, but um, it's kind of interesting, but it is nice to hear those four notes um, kind of repeat. And it, it says, uh, according to Rolling Stones, this movement's four note theme is a humble foundation of the suite. And I like that. If not, it's just a silly nonsense thing to say as a critic. But... Um, the humble yeah. foundations of the suite, just those four notes. They're quite simple. And uh, I think, like, I really like that. And so, um, yeah, let's talk about it. Grace, you want to go first? Because, you know, jazz experts and all, we'd love to hear your of thoughts, course. you know. Nothing go to the expert first. Th- first you know. <laughs> um, do you know, when I saw that it was only... I've never listened to this album. When I saw that it was only four parts, I was like, how wild... But then I was like, well, I mean, this is jazz. Um, and it's jazz, jazz so of course, you know, why not? It's why not? Um, yeah, so yeah, uh, four-part suite. This, um, obviously, you, you know, you've got, like you said, the four-part motif um, all the way through it. So it's a composed album. Even though it's free jazz, It's it was composed and it was thought out which... I mean, it's out of character for him anyway. Um, and you wouldn't necessarily find a lot in this genre, but there's still plenty of room for that improvisation. Um, but it's still on this bed and this foundation of that four-part motif that just goes on and on throughout the whole thing, um, which I think is really, really clever that you've got something that is so calculated, yet it is so free and it is allowing so much space. Um for that um, expression and improvisation. Um, he himself is an absolutely phenomenal saxophonist. Incredible. In fact, they all are. Um, the, the drummer, like you said, Alvin Jones, amazing. He was with um, Miles Davis as well. Um, and just doing bits everywhere he goes. Um, but yeah, his solos, the pianist, absolutely everybody just done in in everywhere you could isolate everything and you'd just be blown away it's weird because it's this type of jazz is very much based on like technique and he like coltrane like slides flies over everything his fingers are like so quick he's like flying through the scales absolutely like it's not even an effort for him he's just throwing out 700 notes a minute um which some people don't like. Some people prefer a more prefer a more laid back, um, relaxed, reflective vibe. Which does obviously by the end by the end of the album, um, it slows down that um, 
part four of the album is just stunning. Part four is my favourite bit. Um, yeah, I think part one and part four are the, are the highlights for me. Two and three, I think there's a lot more improvisation going on. Um, they're a, a lot busier, I guess. Um, I'm not a fan... Now, this is going to sound... Maybe considering that I love jazz, maybe maybe it'll sound out of place. But I'm not a fan of an extended drum solo in jazz if I'm listening to it, like, in my own home. If I've gone to a performance and I'm there and I'm invested in the performance, like, totally, it happens all the time. Everyone's improvising for an extended period of time. You're there, you're vibing with the audience, you're in the mood, everyone's clapping for everyone after this. So it's great, it's a great time. But if I'm just sat in my home extended jazz drum solos they start to grate on me a little bit can i just they say, start off great can i say grace you've never said <clears throat> a truer word than this right here <laughs> i am so on board with this when i go to a gig and someone does a drum solo i go to the toilet i don't care i got no interest <laughs> in how many notes you can put i hate it i hate like even my favorite yeah. musicians so like i'm quite a big brian may fan as like a guitarist i'm like i love him so much but when i hear the guitar solo live at wembley or whatever i'm like skip don't care about that i just <laughs> i could not give a toss about your guitar yeah. solo i just and i thought of the same i'm glad you thought that because i thought i was gonna be the only one that thought that for now and it's better on it's better on a tuned instrument i could tolerate it further on a, a guitar or whatever but on the drums at the start i'm like this drum is sick yeah that's it but then as it goes on i'm like oh like we know we know you're sick like anyway let's let the whole band get in on i'll this go as far to say that i don't even think it's music uh, music mm-hmm. is like when mm-hmm. people play together you know when you and you can have your like mm-hmm. solo instrumental but if it's just for the sake of it now what's different about this is like it does come in with the rest of the band so i can kind of tolerate it yeah, yeah, yeah but when you're at a gig and someone just bashes out it's just showboating in it like just get on with on it you know? great oh wow you're great at your instruments i kind of knew that when i paid 50 yeah, quid for yeah. the ticket do you know what i mean so <laughs> but adam what do you do you disagree adam or um well, the art of the drum solo, obviously, starting, I guess you could say, starting with jazz and then <clears throat> kind of extended into, you know, John Bonham doing it in the 70s and then even further into some of the mad stuff that, like, Mike Portnoy does and all that. I I think there is a place for it. You know, Neil Peart did some amazing, the drummer from Rush did some amazing drum solos. And, and there were times when, obviously, because he had a massive drum kit, he did it on a very... Uh, on parts that were tuned, um, you know, to set, you know, certain drums were tuned to certain keys and that, and certain notes. So I, I think there is a way that they can be music. Um, I, I could argue, let me go one step further, that music originally was just a drum solo. You know, drum, the drum the is one of the oldest, well, exactly, Grace, one of the oldest, if not the first ever instrument. It was how people communicated. It was how people created music. Uh, you know, rhythm as a dancer. I hear you. I think... Uh, <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm asking you, though, I is do you like it? Answer. Not can you make a case well, for yeah, it. Well, yeah, I do. You love it. I, d- I, I, will, I like a drum solo. I don't like it in this, but I like a drum <laughs> solo. Um, 
but we'll get on to my thoughts after after Grace's. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like a drum solo, especially if it's John Bonham. But yeah, I like a drum. I like a drum solo. I'm old fashioned. I like a drum solo. I just don't like an extent. I don't like an extended solo on any instrument. When, when I know what you're saying about the like the Brian May Brighton Rocks solo and all that because it's a bit much. I do get that, and I do find it a bit much. I I can. I gotta sit on that comfy, comfy fence. That's fine. My favorite place to mm. to rest. Wow. Well, there are benefits. Right. Yeah, when it's extended, it's like twenty minutes of it. No, thank you. But you know. this is my thing, right? What's better? Brighton Rock or We Will Rock You. There's no doubt We Thank Will you. Rock You is better. That's a good point. Just those three <laughs> Very good point. notes, do you know what I mean? Hits. Smacking them as hard as you and, can. But you've, you know what I mean? You've, you've got to appreciate the skill it takes. I won't. Improvisation. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> improvisation is like the hardest Not thing. Not when you're the I, only the one playing. I, I, you know I what I mean? Watch me. How great was that improvisation? No. <laughs> like, it's not. It's not interesting if you're the only one doing it. Well, that's the point of a solo, isn't it? Like, <laughs> but improvisation you know, I, I gotta, is a skill if you're all doing it together. In my opinion, because that's just a cacophony. Isn't it? I'm with Grace on that. The the skill and technical level and the improvisation, especially in this instance, which is a one take. Yeah. I'm going to assume that there was a. A fair bit of writing down of parts, there must have been, maybe there? for yeah. the drums, um, but I can imagine maybe in the in the drum solo part it was just kind of empty bars, which he could do what he wants, and to to come up with something that fits in the rhythm um, of the piece. I could go for about four bars, and then I'd be like, "That's all I've got." I'd yeah, I'm saying I'd I'd just end up repeating, you know, <laughs> or, or trying to. I can give you four on the floor. Let's go. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's... <laughs> Improvisation definitely very difficult. I agree with Grace on that one. Insane. All right, but but you know that's my biggest critique, and that's of all jazz. As soon as the drummer is going held to the leather for like longer than a minute, I'm out at that point. But the band comes in again; it's great again. It's all full on. Now, in terms of his sax playing, the first three parts as he calls them part one two and three he is like more aggressive on the sax his tone is more aggressive um which i'm less of a fan of in 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 terms of um the sax but still amazing skill he is amazing at what he does and i can't play anywhere near that kind of level so incredible um but when we get to part four that's silky smooth tone just kills me off it's just stunning i could listen to that one over and over again a million times and the whole ensemble of that of that fourth part is just it's like it's cinematic i can imagine it being like like a james bond theme tune or something like that at the beginning when they've got the timps going and everything like that it's just big and it's heavy and it sounds almost orchestr- orchestral but there's what well, it's a quartet isn't it yeah. And it just sounds incredible. And I just love that tone that he's got. It's so, it's just such a beautiful, reflective, you know, and it's for him, it's his interpretation um, of the Psalms. And it's just beautiful. It is beautiful. And I love it. Yeah, I like it, Grace. It's absolutely beautiful. I like it. Mm. It's a, it's a poem. 
in a song. It is. And it's beautiful. I'd listen to it all day long. I really enjoyed listening to that uh, the final song, like Psalm, um, with that poem and just reading it. I found it quite a spiritual experience. Mm. It was nice. Mm. It was uh, it was enjoyable. Yeah. Adam, what do you think? So now that we're all done lying to ourselves, let's just call it for <laughs> what it is. Jazz is the worst thing I've ever heard. Uh, My goodness, it's been I hate said it so once and aware. it'll be said again. Oh. Jazz is whack, man. Jazz is shite. <laughs> I hate it. Sorry for the swearing. I really can't. Like, I just. I'll go to my notes, which is more polite. <clears throat> Jazz just isn't for me. <laughs> uh, I, I tried to listen. Uh, <laughs> what a gentleman. Thank you. <laughs> it's not. So I, I went into this being like, come on, Adam, let's, let's be open-minded. Let's try, you know, this is, and, and funnily enough, over the weekend, watch La La Land. Which obviously is all about white people creating jazz, (laughs) making jazz. You hate it. Crap. I didn't even finish it. It was was an okay film. Um, The jazz in that, didn't mind it. That's because it was very sparing and there was other stuff going on. Anyway, um, so I tried to listen to this album. I thought, let's go into it. Let's just, people say this is like the greatest thing that's ever happened to the world. Sure. (laughs) Tried to listen. Um, I just switch off. I'm, I'm sure it's brilliant, but I don't care. Um, first song, it's lift music, it's hold music, it's music. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not a thing. Um, there's not. So for me, this is where I switch off with jazz, especially this type of stuff where there's no lyrics apart from him droning on one phrase just over and over. Um, so there's not enough notice, noticeable change for me to stay invested. So by you so by the time the change does happen, I've zoned out. Or I'm just not musically adept enough to recognise what's going on. Probably that, but also it's just garbage. Um, just, yeah, so part two was a little better. So that was part one. Part one, not good. Part two, a little better. Um, a little better? Put a question mark there. Um, after the bass intro, which was just far too long, we're talking about solo instruments. That bass intro on part two goes on for far too long. Four bars of it, that's all it needs. Two bars, one bar, that's all I need. I like the bass intro too long though cut it down fella yeah you've got steel fingers that you can do that with wonderful cut it down fella cut it down cut it down bring it in a bit um yeah so it's fun it kicked into something which was good i do like i tell you what i do like i do like it when jazz is like doing there's a little solo or something and then it all just kicks in with bow. when it kicks in i enjoy that for like a split second and then i'm back to sleep because <laughs> i no longer care that's why I like The Incredibles, because it's got the bow, bow, all in it. And then I'm just watching The Incredibles, so I'm happy. Um, let's talk about the skill. So I can appreciate the skill. Um, of all the instruments on there, so I've never tried to play an upright bass. I know I certainly couldn't do it straight away. I'd need to practice it. And even if I could, it would take many years to get to any kind of level. Um, trumpet, I've tried to play a trumpet, tried to play a saxophone. Cannot do it. It eludes me. The circular breathing. <laughs> Makes no sense. Confuses you. Circular breathing. I. It's. It's a. It's a magic trick. It's incredible. I don't get it. <laughs> I was about to say it's of the devil, but I don't think that's particularly fair. Um, <laughs> don't think it is. I don't think that's fair. But yeah, it's. It's incredible and a skill that I would like to do purely just for it'd be kind of fun to be able to circular breathe. But novelty. Novelty. Um. But yeah, don't understand it. Piano. I've often desired to play piano. 
can't do it. And then the drums, I can play drums fairly well, I like to think. But uh, certainly not. Jazz, I've often but... desired to play the drums. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I like, I can't, like, I can do a little ting, 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 ting on a, on a ride, but I can't do the ghost notes. I can't do the, the, the swingy stuff or the shuffles. I can't do any of that. So I can appreciate it's a wonderful genre, I guess, to play. Maybe if I could play any of it, I'd be more in love with it. Um, but I, I just, I, I, you know, it takes years of practice to get anywhere decent. Um, and the drums on this album, so I can appreciate the time it took for these people to become proficient. And yeah, I think the drums are incredible in this. However, I'd rather listen to John Bonham, Ringo Starr, Roger Taylor, Dave Grohl, Taylor Hawkins, Mike Portnoy, literally any rock and roll drummer. I would much rather listen to um, than Elvis, was his name? Elri- Elvi- Elvin. Elvis? Elvin. Elvin. Like, don't worry. It's, like, I watched I watch Whiplash. Whiplash was a good film. <laughs> and, and I was amazed by it. But, like, at the same time, I don't want to be... De- First of all, I don't want to have to read music while I'm playing drums. Just let me feel it in my bones. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll I'll play along to a click. I'll play along to a guide track. Not a problem. But I don't want to read it. I don't have to learn it that way. So, yeah, it's I can appreciate the the skill, like I said, but it's not for me in the slightest. So but you will listen to like grime, yeah, grunge, yeah. But so for me, I would much rather listen to a a solid tight three minutes of thrashing drums guitar bass and vocal incredible you would rather listen to like screaming pop sometimes yeah not all the time i'm not i'm not a massive massive metal fan but sometimes absolutely because and i'm gonna say this the skill level is comparable I don't, this is what annoys me, I think, about right. jazz. No, this no. is let what me, annoys let me. Let me say my piece, no. let me say my piece. The, the skill level is comparable. It is so difficult to do some of the things that metal drummers to do. To scream. Yes. Okay, okay, no, to, and okay no, metal drummers. And vocal. Okay, and hold vocal. on. No, no, I mean, no, John no, Coltrane no, was just talk to me. doped up and just went, uh, love supreme, uh, love supreme, uh, heroin, love supreme. Hey, he was, he was clean. Was he? From his heroin. That's his story. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, like, I would much give me a tight three minute song. You know, this is why this is why I think, you know, pop songs are so why pop as a genre has endured for so long is because people like a tight three minute song that's catchy. But equally though, you were saying like you just you don't want to read the music, you just want to feel the music. Mm. Of any genre where you just feel the music, this is it. No, it's no. What do you what do you feel when honestly when you listen to this whole album? What are the feelings yeah. that you go through? There's like a million and one different feelings, and then to be playing the music is like a whole another level. It's improvisation. To improvise, you have to like be the music, not even feeling it. You are the music. Mm. That's and I can appreciate that, but also when it's not interesting enough to keep me alert, how am I supposed to feel anything when I'm drowsy? I'm a sleepy boy. <laughs> I'm a napping. How am I meant to feel when I'm a napping? You know what I mean? Maybe that's it. It's relaxed you that much. But but it's also not relaxing because I'm like, when's this over? So I can go listen to a tight three minute song. You know what I mean? I just the skill is the skill is great, but I don't think how I don't understand 
how this genre people jazz 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 fans <laughs> hold it in such high regard and obviously because they're fans of it i get that but they like i don't understand how you can look at this genre and just deride all of the genres because i tell you it's nothing special it's not i don't understand how it's lasted this long um i don't understand how it's still popular i can imagine it it die out soon it's got to because i don't it's not interesting enough for me to carry on so death death to but jazz no. jazz is so broad though it is well it is that's true this improvisation this version of jazz improvisation jazz is just one genre of a one spectrum one mm. speck on the spectrum that is quite large <laughs> i imagine i couldn't think of a, you know what i'm, you know what I'm saying go on matt so the thing about i agree with you that there's a problem with the accessibility of jazz you know i don't i don't find it accessible like i don't find it easy to get into but but jacob collier is chat is the best hope they've got of making it accessible in the 21st century and i think it'll either die or not die but like you know you could easily see jazz go in the way of classical music you know what i mean like it's still there but it's not contemporary anymore it's kind of like you know i mean maybe you could even see rock go in the same way but i mean rock is a long way away from that i think um but um but it's yeah i don't know i think jacob collier might be the the best thing we've got but even when you listen to that album which we'll talk about later it's not that it is accessible at times and it's not at other times you know what i mean it's it's like holding that mm. and it it's a, excuse me it's a weird thing to hold and a weird feeling and yeah i don't know what it is but i i really liked this album i thought it was really good but i'm not a fan of fast note jazz like i'm not a fan of fast note music like anymore like how many notes can you fill in anything and i do understand that it's impressive but then i don't know you know you know what it's like when um you know when you watch the guinness world book of records on the tv and someone <laughs> someone says like a thousand words in a minute but you've got no idea what they mm. said you know what <laughs> i mean it's kind of like it's like yeah, that yeah. You know, i just but at the that psalm at the end i'm like i'm in all the feels do you know what i mean like when it goes down to the mm. bass i'm like just listen to the feel like in the and the sweetness of it and i just really like it but and i can see why that you know there are loads of wonderful moments of like sweet gospel like worship but there's also a lot of moments that are just like 300 notes a second um and i guess like modal jazz is one thing free jazz is another thing it's quite hard it's quite hardcore isn't it but um brilliant players i guess as I um, because I don't meet many saxophonists, right? But we have one here. You know what I mean, Grace? True. You are that. It's <laughs> It's like when you listen to it, are you like, wow, that is a different level than yeah, anything that, else. That is like insane skill that he has. Absolutely insane. That's what it's like. I can't even imagine. It made me feel like I've got arthritis because I was like, my fingers cannot move. Like <laughs> That's that. it. So the, he's like a different level, like. It's like it is like insane. It's like when someone says about a footballer, like they're on a different planet. They're like playing a different game. You mm. know what I mean? Like they're that. And good. even just his tone, like the embouchure that you need to have the the tone, the way that he has yeah, it. Yeah, okay. It's just insane. He's like Phil Foden of football. You know what I mean? True. He's like BB oh, King Jesus. in 
Lose. Yeah, you know I mean, just like. Now, if you want to talk just about so effortless. That's it. That's it. See, I, I guess, interesting talking about feel and talking about emotion because, because I maybe just go into the genre with those preconceived notions. I can't. But if you talk to me about feel and you talk to me about BB King, oh, it makes complete sense to me because I, I listen to BB King play guitar, and I can hear what he's getting across. And the same in a lot of other blues artists as well. I can hear what he's conveying in the song when he's not even singing. So I, I get the concept. I just, it's just this, this genre. Maybe it's the fact there's no lyrics. I don't know. It's just this genre just for me just doesn't grab me in the slightest. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting. Isn't it? But we're, we're not fans of it, so we don't get it. I mean, Grace is, but... I was talking to Adam, sorry, but um, you know, me and you, Adam, we're not fans of it, but uh, no. maybe we just don't get it. Maybe we grew up with it, you know. I would rather this album than Bitches Brew. Ah, uh, see, I I liked Bitches Brew more. I thought the instrumentation was way better, and and you know, all the freeform jazz, I found like, I just I just found like it it was better or it was more. But maybe that's because it was more psychedelic. Maybe that's because it used instruments that I like. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. maybe it's more familiar to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the opposite. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Grace and this over, you know, bitches brew hands down because this had even though there were those moments of improvisation, there does seem to be that uh, four note structure or that whatever. Um, yeah. That it does come back to. So it made more sense to me because it was rooted mm. in something. Like in a lot of, you know, prog rock and prog metal stuff where you've got that motif that it'll revisit in different songs. That made more sense to me. And that's why, even though I didn't really enjoy this, I, I would definitely pick this over over the uh, Miles Davis album. Definitely. Well, one of my favorite songs, right, is um, In the Presence of Enemies by Dream Theatre. Still to this day, right. It's 19 minutes long, right. <laughs> And, like, mm. there's pure, like, guitar solos that last, like, three or four minutes. But it but it keeps me engaged because it's a story. It's going somewhere. You know what I mean? And, mm. but me, and I don't know. But maybe we just don't... We can't pick up that story. I don't know. But what, mm. what I found interesting looking at John Coltrane is, like, you know, this was his greatest album ever. But after this, like, the music became so freeform, so avant-garde... Yeah. That it was virtually like he was playing with Yoko Ono. Do you know what I mean? It was like <laughs> it was cra- it was crazy. <laughs> it was impossible to like people didn't like it and they yeah. thought he'd gone off the rails because he's like so mad. But um, one of like John Coltrane's most famous songs was his um his version of my favorite things from The Sound of Music, right? And mm. he plays that refrain. And it's kind of like nursery rhyme. And then every time it's played, he changes the notes around and like he plays with it. But because it's got that melody in there, you can hear that it's being played with. It's really interesting. And that was that was a hit. You know, that was like top of the charts jazz. You know what I mean? No one else was doing that at the time. And he would like, he'd never play it the same again. You know, it was all improvised. It was all really clever. And his band were all in tune, but... But I think he went from that to like just totally the other end of it and just totally crazy. But um, an absolute genius. But you know, not all geniuses are palatable, are they? 
True. Which is True. why I'll say, and Grace, you won't like this, but that's why the Beatles are so great. Because they are geniuses <laughs> and they're palatable. They're, they're not just well, palatable. They're like... They are the palate. <clears throat> they wow. create the palate. Wow. Yeah, I'll go with that, honestly. <laughs> oh, come on. Brilliant. Anyone got anything else to say or should we take a break and then we're going to talk about Jesse by Jacob Collier. Amazing. So Jesse volume three. I say that different every time, but there you go. There's another version of it. Uh, it's the third record. Third, third record. That's nothing. Third record in the Jesse series and fourth album by English musician Jacob Collier. And so there's four of them, and this is the third one. And it was released uh, the 14th of August 2020. Uh, and yeah, the title has a silent D and refers to Collier's own initials, which I don't get. And each album in the series has been described by NPR as representing different parts of the day, the third being described as night. Mm. Um, at the 2021 Grammys, the album was nominated for Album of the Year and the track All I Need was nominated for Best R&B Performance and the track He Won't Hold You won the Best Arrangement instrumental and vocals which is amazing and so uh, jacob collier is this amazing like whiz kid musician from london and he does everything in his home studio but everything sounds pretty sick and he like does like negative harmony stuff and like negative space sounds and digital spheres and mad stuff and like he's an incredibly talented guy and like he, there's a video online where he teaches Herbie Hancock like loads of music theory, and Herbie Hancock's been going for like sixty years. You know what I mean? And played with everyone, and Jacob Collier is teaching them like about negative harmony and like microtones and all this mad stuff. And so, yeah, he's a genius, and he plays everything on this album, and he has loads of guests doing vocals. Um, but something that I found from it is even though he's a genius, it doesn't mean you're going to like it. <laughs> and so there's, I don't, I don't know what it is, but it, I don't know. I, like he does this, um, ta- you know, the tiny desk concert thing. We all see in that. Mm. Love those things. Mm. Well, like he does his one and he's playing every instrument and I'm just like, have a day off, Jacob. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just get another band in. How long did it take you to get do all those? And I, I bet you it took him two minutes. You know what I mean? That's what's annoying. And so maybe I'm just <laughs> full of jealousy for them. Yes. Have a day off. <laughs> have a day off. Do you know what I mean? Like just get a band in. Do you know what I mean? Do you have to play everything? Mm. Do you have to? But anyway, so, um, yeah. And so. How tight-fisted do you want to be? Just splash that cash a little bit. <laughs> you know what? Chuck them 20 quid. There's been a pandemic. <laughs> Musicians need to eat. It's all good. Yeah. But what he releases is like incredible, really, and it's just amazing. And so, even though I don't know, it has it holds this thing where it is like R and B and hip hop and funk, but it has these real technical moments and real technical things. And I, this album, I think, is like the least. Um, what am I gonna say? It's like the most accessible, and so then it has the least like it's not technical all the way through. It has just has its moments. But like his vocals are flawless, and whether you like his tone or whatever, I know Adam doesn't really like his tone. But um, 
I don't know. His voice really goes through me. Yeah, but I guess there's a lot of not his vocal on this um, this album. But um, but yeah, let let's go through what we think about it, and maybe I've shared a few of my thoughts there. But Grace, what did you think of this album? Well, it's not for me. Straight Wowie. off. Wowie. First of all, that clarity at the beginning. What is that? You can never convince me that that <laughs> deserves a place on a musical album. What is that? I thought at it's first weird, that it? my premium Spotify had run out and I was it was an advert for something. <laughs> I didn't get what was going on. I didn't get what was going on. Some mad non-musical thing, which is ridiculous. So anyway, that really set the the, the tone for the whole thing. Um, and then every track on this is like 400 BPM. What's going on? Basically, I can conclude that everyone involved in this was on LSD, <laughs> right? Experiencing life times 20 speed. And that's the product of, the product of that is this album. And because I am not off my head on LSD. Not today anyway. I haven't, not today. I haven't got a clue who let this happen because I just don't get it. It's, it's the exact musical representation of what's going on inside your body when you're in a massive drug trip. That's it. You're not relaxing. You're not being a normal human being who's doing normal stuff. Yeah. Wired off your head. I don't get it. I just don't get it. And even when there's like an ounce of like potential going on, when it, by the time it gets down to all I need... That's the first kind of tolerable, to, tolerable track for me. Up until that point, I, I was getting heart palpitations listening to it. But even that's pretty trippy like, towards the end, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So I was like, it's tolerable. And it let itself down, ruined it for itself. And then the next one, In Too Deep, it's kind of all right, but it's too weird. Run it out of love, right? At the beginning. I was like, we've, we've cracked it here. This Tori Kelly. Stick around, please. You've cracked <laughs> Have it. Have you heard you of her before? This. Never, but I'm, I'm intrigued. She's got a great voice. Right. It's going great. It's amazing. Then, Jacob rocks up halfway through. Ruins the whole flipping thing. Ruins it. Leave it to Tori. Get in the bin, Jacob. And then... The only good one after that is He Won't Hold You. That's the only good thing about this album. It's completely different. I see why it's up for that award. It's completely different. I love... It's it's basically like spoken word over the top, isn't it? Grace, can I ask a question? Um, come on. What's the difference between this and the last album? Because they're both okay. over the top. Right. And like right. inaccessible. When you, sa- you said this before, right? And I was madly confused. Because... This is just, I don't, I just don't understand who would listen to this and be like, I'm having a great time. That's what I thought about the last album. <laughs> you said you enjoyed it? I did it. enjoy it as an experience of I'm listening to it for the podcast, but I wouldn't ever put it on to enjoy. <laughs> but I didn't even enjoy this as an experience for a podcast. <laughs> it had me having heart palpitations. I was hyperventilating because things were going that fast. I couldn't tell what was going on. I couldn't tell what was going on. 
and it was stressful. That's what the, that's what but I that's, think about the but, last album. I'm like, what? The, I know something's going on, but I don't know what. But you don't know. You know what I, mean? I, I don't know, and that's that's exactly what Adam was talking about before about jazz. You know what I mean? That's why jazz is whack, man. Yeah, and so I guess it's like if you don't like the genre, then you're just not gonna like it, are you? Obviously. And this is for me. This is a genre that I don't. I don't like all of this, like electronic. All these. I just don't. I just don't like it. But it's no different. I don't except like the way for the, fact the, way the world in. is going. But it is different. It's different because it's better. <laughs> it's di- <laughs> this is more accessible, Grace. That's what I find mad is that you don't like it. But I don't think it is. I just don't think it's more accessible at all. I think if there was a poll, let's do a poll. But right. at least I could sing along to this. What am I going to sing along to the last one? Those four notes. But, I love Supreme. But music doesn't Supreme. need vocals. <laughs> but music doesn't need vocals. Oh, it does. No, it doesn't. But it vocals does do. It but does a catchy not. melody that you can sing along to does make it more accessible. So, of course, it doesn't need it. It does. But for me, this wasn't a catchy melody. I've I got no idea because they were going... On the LSD. Well, no, I agree with no that, idea. but that's why jazz is whack. That's what we're talking about here, the whole thing. You know. <laughs> I mean, jazz is whack, but I would not consider this anywhere to do with jazz. Get in the bin. Okay. This is minging. <laughs> this is minging. Grace, I thought you were going to like this, so that's a bit mad, that. But, um... Oh, my days now. Jacob Collier, no. Right, okay. Not the Jacob Collier I know. <laughs> Adam, what did you <laughs> the think? The one you grew up with. Um, <clears throat> so I was expecting this to to be awful and to hate it um and when clarity came on the opening track i thought oh, okay i'm gonna be proven right this is garbage um because that is just all over the place i don't get what he's doing like it's not fun um and then count the people came in and i'm like yeah this is great this is re- oh my goodness this is really good i'm really enjoying it in my bones gave me prince vibes like really enjoyable funky fun um, and yeah, don't get me wrong, all the songs seem to have this moment where he's just got one of those Casio keyboards, loaded up Zoo sounds, and just mashed his hands on it, and you've got a rocket going off for no reason. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot, and I'll go on to that in a moment. Um, but I, I thought this was really good. I don't I don't really get the, the 400 miles an hour thing, Grace. I think one song, you know, Count the People was very fast, but I think the rest of it was... But it's, I don't think all of no, it but was but it's all slow, miles but then it has really quick runs in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. And, he, you know, he's got that kind of discordant um, anti-harmony, is that what you call it? Is negative you harmony, it? yeah. Kind of thing, negative harmony, which is a bit jarring at times. Sometimes I go, that doesn't sound good. I kind of always like musically, theoretically, it's correct. Yeah, it's also wrong. You know what I mean? Like, yes, tuna and peaches—they're both food, but it ain't right. <laughs> I mean, hey, people eat tuna and peaches. Pancake actually, and beans. Some people think it's right, but right. a lot of people no, think it's wrong. We need to let perfect, this die. Perfect analogy. We need to let this perfect die. Analogy. No. pancake and beans—you wouldn't eat them together. Grace would. No wonder That's Grace likes jazz. Oh, I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> you are literally the worst people in the world. But anyway, back on I resign. To, back onto serious things. <laughs> so I <laughs> I really did I really did enjoy this in part. Um however, this is kind of where I'm, me and Grace are gonna agree um, on this, I think. So I do think at points it's doing too much. 
it's different. Like, we get that he's this musician, Jacob Collier, that understands music on this deep theoretical level, like no one uh, that's ever lived. He knows more than Johann Sebastian Bach. He knows more than the other Bach. He knows more than God. He knows more than... You know what I mean? It's back. almost like he was there at the creation of time and and made music. He sang Let There Be Light. You know what I mean? Like, Let There Be Light. Let There Be Light. Something like that. Like, that's, that's you know, I, and I get that. And again, it goes down to that, you know, it's very technical and very complicated and he's very proficient. But for me, it's just like, you know, calm down. Make a simple, good song. Don't add... He's got... On this album, it's full of good songs. Yeah. Really good, solid pop songs, funk songs, R&B songs amazing and um, with really good instrumental bits and really good you know artists joining in don't add all the bells and whistles on you don't need to add a negative harmony in every so often go for it but you know don't just all of a sudden have a dog barking and a rocket going off for no reason it's pointless it's like what a child would do um it gives me the impression this is what i think of when i think of jacob collier um and I think this is where he fit. And for me, this is the impression that most jazz people give me as well. So no offense, Grace. But jazz people. it gives me the impression of showing off and being overly complicated and feeling like you're above other people for doing it. So it's being complicated for complicated sake. It's like, a, oh yeah, but you won't get this, but this is a modal minor fifth, eighth, <laughs> major seven, B-tech. And you won't get that, but I know what that means because I created it. And watch, let me do this vocal. There you go. Like, we get you can do it. It's really impressive. It's boring. Stop it. No one likes you. No one wants you, you to be around. When you walk no into a room, goes, wants oh, you to be around. <clears throat> Guarantee. When Jake, so I read something about Jacob Collier. He's like, oh, me and my family, because his parents are like accomplished musicians. We all sit around and we sing back chorals for fun. Like, oh, you know, like Benedictine chants for fun. Have a day off. I bet you when Jacob. he walks in, yeah. Have a day when he walks into a party. He goes, oh, flipping heck, Jacob's here. He's gonna put that weird, weird music on, isn't he? Oh no, don't let him near the piano. Oh, great, he's playing. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Like <laughs> this is my cat composed this. Dum, 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 dum. And really, that's a minus seven. Because that's how he talks as well. He's got that condescending deep. Everyone listens how I sound. Everyone. Anyway, getting off topic. We've all Point met is, a Jacob, haven't we? We've all met a Jacob. We've met a Tommy and we've met a Jacob. <laughs> They're two very opposite ends of the uh, <laughs> of the spectrum, <laughs> I feel. One is incredibly stupid, one is too clever for their own good. But I, I, what I'm getting at is I think this is what puts people off jazz and jazz-type music, where it's, it's, not, it's that accessibility thing. And even when it tries to be accessible, it gets in its own way. He's got in his own way there. I'm not going to listen to any more Jacob Collier. I might listen to this album again because there are bits I really enjoyed, but I'm not going to check out Jenny 1 or Jenny 2 or whatever it's called. Je Jenny. Like, is it Jenny? What Jesse. is it? Jeremy? Jesse. <laughs> I was close. Jeremy. I'm not going to... I'm not, <laughs> not going to listen to Jeremy for... <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm probably not going to sit those out, but... <laughs> Oh, so a mixed bag from me I enjoyed parts I didn't enjoy parts come on stop being so pretentious come on I think that sums up my thoughts no I think the whole thing sounds incredibly sonically it sounds really clean it takes a lot of care in production he plays everything really well he plays things better than I'll ever be able to play anything amazing what an amazing talent but it kind of annoys me 
I don't know. I just can't listen to a lot of it. <laughs> there are some great songs on this though, and so you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And this is the best his voice has sounded. I'll say that. But um, it's because he hardly sings on it. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> uh, he is good. I feel bad being mean to him. We've been really mean to Jacob Collier here, but it is a boss. It is a boss album, but it's just not my bag. I enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. But um. I don't, I don't know. I had, you know, when you get musos in a room and they just talk muso chats and you're like, oh, I really love, it's exactly what Adam was saying. I really love the minor four instead of the major fifth that happens. And, and you're like, just bored off. Like, do you know how good I want to hold your hand is? You know what I mean? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do you know how good something is? And let's not go there again with Grace. But, you know, that is a that is a wonderful that song makes your heart just feel things you know what I mean and so but this didn't do that for me now I know that you know Lydia has criticised us for saying that like not everything has to be the best album of all times but this is kind of what we're doing in it but but he Jay Collier is probably one of the most talented people of our generation isn't he full stop mm. and we'll do a lot for jazz and for music but um there's an accessibility problem, in my opinion. Yeah. But, uh, for sure, for sure. And we'll wait and see where Jacob takes it, because I'm not sure anyone else is really. You know, I'm not sure Nora Jones is going to help you very much with the jazz train, really, but... um. Hey, she's probably taught him all he knows. I will say, though, in defence of Nora Jones, I'll listen to Nora Jones-type jazz all day over, you know... Far more well, it, well Jeff, Jeffrey Porter, is that his name? Yeah. I listen to his type of jazz all day long. I feel like sitting in front of the fire with a glass of wine, kind of jazz. Oh, that um, yeah. So with a rain sample in the background, love it. I I think we maybe need to clarify some terms when we say jazz. For me, it's not all jazz. Hashtag not all jazz. Um, not all jazz is whack, man. Jazz are, is like the broadest. It's thing. a very like in is. terms of music genres, it's the most broad thing. Like, what do you mean? Like yeah. Say what do you mean? It's what super broad. Mean? It's super broad. It is, and there is some real like nice. It's this. I think what we're me and you, Matt, uh, are probably against raging against improvisational jazz. Is, is like the yeah. least accessible yeah it is because it's improvisational it's literally the person who's improvising but it's their interpretation but someone's of great giving music. him a grammy and someone's putting this on a greatest albums <laughs> of all time list you know it's we didn't yeah, that's someone needs to be taken up back <laughs> we didn't put it there do you know what I mean? this isn't our list you know what i mean we were just foolish enough yeah, to true, talk true. about their list you know what i mean <laughs> well um cool uh let's do would you rather's would you rather jacob collier or I love Supreme. Which one are you deleting from all existence? Pew. Grace. Jacob. Jacob. I've already deleted him. You're from deleting me. Jacob and you're keeping a love Supreme. From my life. From your life. Absolutely. That's it. I haven't spoken to him since school. I'm going to speak to him again. <laughs> Adam. I would um I would keep Jacob Collier. Yeah. Love Supreme. Goodbye. Sorry, I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> Sorry, there was a Let me do that again. <clears throat> I would, uh, I would keep Jacob Collier. Definitely keep that one. And um, yeah, I'd get rid of Love Supreme mm. in the trash. Uh, I, I'm gonna keep a Love Supreme. I think, but it's it's a difficult decision. But I, 
you know i don't know i don't know don't have much skin in the game to be honest but um why don't we rate a love supreme so grace <sighs> what are you gonna give a love supreme i'm gonna go don't uh give this a wacky high number <laughs> Uh, wacky. No, I'm gonna go three point five. Three point five. That is high for you, Adam. Uh, one. Oh, Adam, that is harsh. It's not harsh. You are just a. It's not harsh. Are... It does nothing for me. I appreciate that the one is for their technical ability, and that is it. <laughs> okay, that's it. Not even, not even the fourth track. No, I don't think I even got to the fourth track if I'm completely honest with you. <laughs> well then, why are you... Hey, hang on, 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 hang on. Why? It's a hold 30 Grace, you, minute you've album. never listened to one it's album in full th- and you haven't even <laughs> right. finished an album on this you're podcast. You're telling me, you're telling me it's as well. It's a 30 hold on, hold on, hold on. minute album. You're telling me I have to wait until the very final track after, after 30 odd minutes of utter crap. <laughs> To finally get to why it deserves to be on this ground. No, sorry. Open your notes again to the do, nice words. No, do do more for me. Yeah, give it to me earlier. I'm impatient. So no. sod off. Getting a one. <laughs> and he's lucky to be getting a one. Honestly, could be You're getting a 0.5, but we've. We, You're the best. But we won't degrade a man's heart for anything like that. So one. Yeah. Get a one. I'm going to give it a 2.5, I think. Just straight down the middle. It's been um, it's been a week, Anna. Been a couple of weeks of albums like Dross. <laughs> but there you go. You know, onwards and upwards, as I always say. Oh, famously, as you always say. <laughs> Guys, would you like to quiz? Yes, please. Guys, as promised, we're going to get the little jazz bed on because we, here we go. Uh, That is incredibly loud in my ears. um, That is blasted. (laughs) Let me get rid of that. Sorry, guys. Let me start it in my iTunes nice and quietly. (laughs) Is that better? Stunning. Brilliant. So, we're going to do a special After Dark edition of Who Said That? Say it properly. Well, uh, After Dark. Who said that? (laughs) Okay, so they're all jazz related, okay? The score, I think, is 3-0 to Asm. But I'm not sure. Can I I guess what the first quote's going to be? Go on. is it going to be Hey, remember I told you that I um, That's it. I went to college with a guy called Paul who was a scat man. 
And he, he <laughs> yeah. said he was from North Wales and he travelled in every day and he thought he said he was a werewolf and they disappeared one day. <laughs> Scatman Paul. Honestly. <laughs> the maddest. God rest his soul. Uh, so anyway. Uh, here's how it works. I'm going to give you a quote. Yep. Then I'm going to give you some people that might have said that quote. And you need to tell me who you think said it. Who said that? Okay. So first yes. one. One chord is fine. Two chords are pushing it. Three chords and you're into jazz. <laughs> Was that Lou Reed, Nora Jones, or Elvis Costello? Who's going first? We really missed the boat in not um, just having a jazz bed under everything that we've ever done. Honestly. It really is. Absolutely. It, it's... Can I just say... Can we well, start again? So... <laughs> just, stick it on, just stick it over the top. No one will know. And even though there's that bit where we say, shouldn't we have it? Just... Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, Matt, soon... Sorry to go off topic. And we'll get to guessing in a moment. We're all soon to be able to go into people's houses. We are. So, I think an after dark. Come it's quite often. Come on. Jazz bed live. Jazz bed live. The jazz bed live. Come on. Choo. Live and kicking. Anyway. Um, Nora Jones anyway, from your living guess. room. Yeah, so, oh. Oh. Adam, you're going Straight first. Um, I'm going to guess that that is um, Lou Reed. I believe you said that was the first one. Okay, I did, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Lou Reed, I'm going to go with. I was writing down what the scores are, and I said Grace and Matt. I, I changed your name to Matt. How weird is that? I'll take it. So you have a record of the scores? Yes. And do you know what, Adam? Someone today said, um, oh, how are you doing, Adam? I mean, Matt. And they didn't even know you. How mad is that? Wow. Oh, that is weird. Didn't even know you. Wow. Weird, Diana. It? It's missed it. Mystic that lot. Mystic. <laughs> Mystic. Maybe we're like the parents, Raph. We're like Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> uh, Grace, would you like to give us a guess? I'm going to say Elvis Costello. Okay. Wait, was he an option? Yes, he was. He was. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the wrong option. It was Lou Reed. <laughs> is he, um, I believe, is he Queen Bitch on that David Bowie album that we listened to? Hongi Dory. I don't know. Is that, is that song about him? Because I listen to that song sometimes because it's got an absolutely brilliant banging chorus. That album's brilliant. I loved that album we did. That, that was a good album. Go back and listen to it if you haven't. Eh? Yeah, thanks. I did, but no. <laughs> I know you weren't talking <laughs> to me. Um, it was aimed at Grace. <laughs> right, come on. Let's, Grace isn't even listening to us anymore. Wait, I'm just vibe. <laughs> okay, next quote. If anyone... If everyone, sorry, if everyone wants to be a jazz musician, it'll be chaos. Now, was that? I mean, it's true. <laughs> was that Me. Pep Guardiola? Ha! Was that Frank Lampard? Or was that uh, Nora Jones? Is Nora Jones going to be in every round? Imagine. Who's the first person? Pep Guardiola. Josep Guardiola. Oh, sorry. Pep Guardiola. How dare you? He is the Manchester City manager. And, you know, they've just won the Premier League today, so thought I'd throw a little 
a little few um, names in there that might be music related and football. Hang on. Football related, not music related. So hopefully the whole thing is music related. And, the... <laughs> and who was the second option? Frank oh Lampard. Right. Would you like to know the third? No. Or Jones. It begins, yeah, it begins with Sniff. Ends in Sniff. Right, Grace, we need to get on with this because we've been recording forever, so... I know, I know, I know. Right, um, it's clearly one of the, the first two because they're both footballers, are they not? They're both in the football sphere. Yes. Is that yeah. true? They both kick a spear. I'm going to go for the second guy. Frank Lampard. <laughs> Frank Lampard. You said that with all confidence, but still not sure that you'd heard me correctly. Frank <laughs> Lampard. Frank. Adam, who, what do you think? I think that might be Pep. Oh, for the love of... It's 2-0 to Adam. Oh, will you just... <laughs> okay, question number three. I would say the jazz is my own language. What's that? Nora Jones. <laughs> what's that? Amy Winehouse. Or what's that? Herbie Hancock. Am I going first? You are. Well, I'm going to say Herbie Hancock. I don't really know who he is, but I'm going to say Herbie Hancock. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. Are you kidding me? You're, you came on this as the jazz expert and you don't know who Herbie Hancock is. Right, well, I'm saying Herbie Hancock Well, I'm not going to. You're both wrong. Amy Winehouse. <laughs> was, it, was it Amy Winehouse? Yeah. Mm. I, thought she I was... wouldn't even consider her... I thought she was better than that. <laughs> I wouldn't even. Yeah, she 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 like did loads of jazz. I thought she was. That's like a thing. Yeah, but now that that <laughs> I'll be honest, bad. right? If we're talking jazz, sorry to go off topic again. But if, she was exclusive. Okay, here. If we're talking a jazz genre, I can get behind that kind of smoky, deep voice woman jazz. Whatever. Like that's Nora Jones. <laughs> that smoky, deep voice. Now Nora's a bit too relaxed. I gave you my nose. That jazz. That kind of thing. Oh, yeah, I see. That, that, all, all that jazz. All that, all that jazz. All that jazz. Right, should we crack on? Crack on, please. Next quote. It's 2-0 to Asm. Like Chicago jazz. Sure. <laughs> like the, the film Chicago. Yeah, yeah I can't like. <laughs> I would love to make a real jazz album someday because I never have. But that's something I'm not going to rush into. Is that Nora Jones? <laughs> Ironically, I've made a mistake and put the same three people down. So, is it Nora Jones, Amy Winehouse, or <laughs> Herbie Hancock? <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I'd like to make a real jazz album one day. Someday. Now. I can't say that I know Nora Jones on a personal I level. I don't know Herbie Hancock so either. <laughs> so so <laughs> I don't know if she'd be that witty. Is that witty? Well, I, I like, you know, that like, ha-ha. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, like, oh. Who do you think? Um, I'm going Herbie Hancock. Okay, awesome. It's a tough one. For the banter, part of me wants to say Nora Jones. 
for the band. That'd be hilarious. But she's like, I've never made a real jazz album. Because maybe she hasn't. Or maybe um, she is hilarious. I don't know why. Um, don't know why she didn't make a joke. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, <clears throat> I'm gonna say Herbie Hancock. <laughs> it was Nora Jones. Ah! <laughs> hey, she's hilarious. She's still two 0 Adam. What a gal! What an all rounder. Can I just Mrs. Wales talking about all rounders? Um. We only have two more left, so if you want to draw with Adam, it's time to get both these right and Adam to get them wrong. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. I make good fried chicken. Was that me? Nora Jones. Was that Thundercat? Was that Freddie Mercury? Ooh. I do like Thundercat. I don't know if Freddie Mercury is a fried chicken kind have of you not? Have you not heard One Vision? I was about to say. No. I don't want to give it away. One life, one goal, one true religion. All I, I don't know the rest of the lyric. Anyway, it ends with it's fried, fried chicken. chicken. <laughs> give me, give me, oh, give, give me, me fried, fried chicken. chicken. That's it. Okay, then I think Freddie Mercury. I mean, I virtually just told you that I came up with that myself, but you're still going with Freddie oh. Mercury. She said it now. Oh, you made up yourself? Well, I mean, I've just told you that Freddie Mercury sings about fried chicken, so maybe that's the joke. <laughs> All right, who's the second one? Uh, oh, you've said that. Why am I going first every time? And Nora Jones. Yeah. Thundercat. Okay. Adam, what do you think? I make really good fried chicken. So, hold on. So, Thundercat was one option. What were the other options? Sorry. Nora Jones. <laughs> Nora Jones. Freddie yeah. Mercury. Now imagine if Nora Jones was like secretly really. I was gonna say what a curveball. What a curveball. What a curveball. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with with Freddie. The answer is. Matt, if you've just convinced me. No, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Grace. Uh. It was Nora Jones. <laughs> Shut up. What an absolute careful. She makes really oh good fried chicken. I mean, why can't she? She doesn't really really why good music. Well, so, no, I know. You, know. <laughs> you go. Oh. <laughs> Love that. So maybe she makes crap fried chicken. <laughs> I tell you what, if they have fried chicken is as spicy with quotation marks as their songs. That's going to be one white, bland fried chicken. Imagine she just gives you grilled chicken, just absolutely played us. It's a grilled (laughs) breast. That's all it is. There's no 11 herbs and spices. There's one herb (sighs) and one spice, salt and pepper. I thought you were going to say white girl. That's it. Yeah. Hey. That's all all she's given. It could be like Patrice Ever, who just licks a chicken. You know what I mean? Lick it, lick it. Are you ready for the final one? It's 2-0. I never liked blues and I really didn't like jazz. I liked Chuck Berry. Is that Nora Jones? (laughs) Is that John Lennon? Is that Johnny Ramone? I really liked Chuck Berry. 
So I have an idea, but I'm not sure. I'd like Adam to go first. I am. Um, I think John Lennon. Sim. I wish I got points in this game. Like I could beat you guys because I'd have definitely won this. <laughs> Is it Nora Jones? No, it's Wait, not Nora Jones. Imagine that. No, okay. it's Johnny Ramone. Ah, I still want to. But there you go. Something. But the winner of the Who Said That Jazz After Dark edition is Adam. <laughs> Adam, I think you're 4 0 up. Boop. It's a foregone. I think it's an even two up. It's a foregone conclusion early, isn't it? I've at least got one. No. You, you beat Adam <laughs> at his own <laughs> Adam's round. Remember that? I think so. Which doesn't oh, really count hey, because did. it doesn't count. It's not part of the series. Sorry, the series scores. But there you go. Convenient, guys. That was who said that? 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 Brilliant. Keep balance. Well done, Adam. <coughs> thank You're you. doing a great thank job. You. Thank you, thank you. Bad luck next time, Grace. It's a fix. <laughs> All right, you believe that. Uh, so, do you want to know what next week's albums are? Yes, please. Adam, mm. how have you found the last few weeks of albums? Oh, God. It's been... Um, the, you're either setting me up for glory or setting me up for failure. Um, it's been a trying testament to my soul. Um, I have <laughs> prayed for a sweet release of death multiple times. Um, and it's not been forthcoming from on high, so... I'm looking towards heaven for some for some sweet relief here, and I'm hoping you're going to give it to me right now. Brilliant. We are listening to our first live album. Okay. I think our first live album. <laughs> I'm going to claim it is. Uh, <laughs> James Brown, Live at the Apollo. I can't wait. Oh. Yes, yes. Come on. And guys, Godfather. I've got a curveball for you. Are you ready? As if, <coughs> is it more curvy, if, curvier ball than yeah? Jacob Collier and Tierra Wack went curveball or not? Right, <laughs> we. It's quite hard to find a live album in 2021 that came out, <laughs> you know. But I do know one. Yeah, and it's by one of my favorite yeah. bands of all time. Oh, here we go. Absolute favorite bands. One of the best live bands you'll ever see. We're gonna listen to the People Tour. Live from Madison Square Garden by Hillsong United. No way. We're going a bit rogue. Come on. So there you go. Come on. One of my favourite bands of all time. So. A fellow Asian worship mix. That's it. So we'll see how they uh, stack up against each other. Adam doesn't look that excited. I'm excited for James Brown. Love (laughs) for the James Brown. Amazing. Well, that's next week's listen so they'll be good i'm looking forward to them adam it's time for your weekly affirmation there is it is so um today i've got uh 
positive affirmations for music teachers, but I feel like it can be just for musicians in general. So for for, for the musos among you, this is this is for you. Um, I want you uh, these little boosters. I'm gonna read this. These little boosters can become your personal mantras when you really need to pull some inspiration from deep inside yourself. So if you need it, I need you to say within yourself, say, I am present and ready. I will give my all to the musical adventure that is waiting for me today. And I am excited to see what I will learn and discover. I trust in my ability to grow as a musician. I enjoy the process of practicing my craft. Are you practicing? Yeah? You? I'm talking <laughs> yeah. to you. Yeah. Are you practicing? Know what I mean? I embrace all of the challenges and frustration. Frust, can't say that word. Frustrations that because they make me a stronger, more powerful musician. <laughs> and the last one that when it's all going up the crapper, down the crapper, <laughs> around the crapper. If it's going up the I crapper, you're in trouble. <laughs> exactly. That's what call the plumber. First of all. <laughs> Second of all, I want you to say yourself. I am grateful to be able to be here making Hallelujah. music today. Mm. Yeah. Mom. Next time you're frustrated, you're looking at the instrument in front of you and like this ain't making the sound That's a that word I want. For me today. Be grateful. <laughs> be grateful to be here making music today, and go and create. Thanks, Adam. There you go. Hey, welcome. How inspiring! <laughs> <laughs> this all started as a joke, but I feel like it's getting serious. <laughs> we're seriously, we're being serious with the affirmations. Amazing. Well, Adam, thank you for that. Grace, thanks thank for you. this wonderful podcast too. Mm. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, and thank you so much for listening. If you got this far, well done to you. <laughs> Pat yourself on the back. Uh, if this is your first time, why don't you just why don't you describe? Don't describe it. Subscribe it. Why don't you subscribe? Don't describe it. Subscribe <laughs> to it to the Go podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Elvanilo. I'm at Matt Courtney Music. Adam, you are at? Uh, at Adam Courtney 95. Currently, a lot of holiday picks up there, so go and check that out. Many. <laughs> Grace, your handle is? At Grace underscore Salmon. Brilliant, thank you. And, you know, leave us a positive review on iTunes or something similar that you uh, use and you can race on because it helps people like you find the podcast. And, you know, if they're like you, mm. they're going to love it. If you love it. Uh, so, you know, help out. Uh, and the best way to help is by, uh, you know, the help of the podcast is by spreading the good news, word of mouth, tell your friends to join the conversation. That's when you can describe That's it. That's when you, you can describe it and you can subscribe it. Come on. <laughs> and we're going to be listening to James Brown live at the Apollo and Hillsong United, the People Tour, live from Madison Square Garden. The MSG, the big time. Come on. <laughs> Guys, it's been a good week. Sorry it's late, you know. Life. I I've got carried away with life. <laughs> uh, and we'll All see right. you again next week. Bye. Yeah.